Welcome back to Two Jack Pros, and if it is your first time, welcome to you as well, and thank you for giving us a shot. I am Sydney. I am sitting next to Ansley. Hello. And today, our guest is none other than the Tyler Wolf. The, I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Throw that on there. Thanks yeah. for having me. Thanks for being here. Of course. Thanks for being here. And uh, before we get into it, first of all, I like to say, uh, check out our Patreon by the way, our Patreon is the same episode as this, except we enlighten our guest Shadow Self, which you'll find out about more later. And also check out Tyler's comedy shows. He has Next in Line Comedy. He has Don't Tell Comedy. And you have a podcast forthcoming. Yeah, I have two podcasts forthcoming. Um, one is called Why Do We Like This, where mm. we look at different things in pop culture. We've been focusing a lot on music videos. And just try to analyze it because they're the all so stupid. Shaking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other is Family Therapy. So me and my, my brother Jamie are trying to... You know, dig into just ourselves and other people's lives and how that influenced who they became today. Okay. Nice. Uh, his brother, another very funny comedian, so I expect these shows are going to be hilarious. Uh, why do we like this? Please have me on when you do the episode about black people. <laughs> just in general? <laughs> yeah. Just black people? Well, why okay. do we like this? <laughs> why do we like black people? <laughs> you're going to bust yeah. all the stereotypes? <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a lot of positive affirmations that you're right to like black people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that would be weird to question that, though. Yeah. Why do we like black people? This is strange to us. Clip yeah. that. Put that as a clip. <laughs> we got them to say it, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. You do that to every guest, don't you? <laughs> Yeah. So uh, speaking of, uh, do you know what we do on this podcast, Tyler? Yes, I do. I've I've watched enough and listened to enough to know what you do. Hell yeah. And if it is your first time, what we do is the whole premise is to prove that you can have any type of sense of humor and still reach a higher consciousness slash enlightenment. Ansley and I just happen to have messed up sense of humor. So we just happen to. Just yeah. happen to. Just happen to. But, uh, you know, if you don't have a messed up sense of humor, you can still make it. You know? <laughs> so what we do is we take our guest who today is you, Tyler, through the process of enlightenment so that our listeners and Ansley and myself can laugh our ways to a higher consciousness while you do all the hard work. Yeah, I was, um, I'm an, I think in some ways I'm an, an overprepare, or at least I wish I was an overprepare. Yeah. So I did, I, I tried to think in advance. I've been spending the last week like mulling over the, <laughs> the questions of just like, I think if I came in blind, I would have just blanked out and given you absolute shit. But yeah, um, I've actually done like a lot of deep reflection over the past week. That I think will <laughs> Meditation. Be. Yes, yeah, pretty like. much. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I've had some long car rides where I'm just like, man. <laughs> How do you recover from disappointment? <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like we should ask your mother. Is she? I just found out she raised two comedians. Yeah, in her two life. comedians. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We're having her on next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two comedians, a screenwriter, and then uh, a nonprofit organizer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she raised a bunch of poor kids. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, so basically, we're gonna get going. Uh, everybody gets the same questions. Uh, Ansley, let's get it. Tyler, what situa situation or event did you learn the most information from? A specific singular. I thought event. you were prepared. <laughs> I was prepared, and I did not. I prepared much more generally than Dude, that. Very yeah. different under the lights. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what. Hey, if at any point I'm giving shitty answers, I did write some notes down. So just tell me. To, just tell me to look at my phone. Yeah. And we'll be good. Um, I feel like, uh, uh, honestly, failure. I feel like teaches. Um, like the most it's not it's not like a specific event of like a big failure but I feel like you learn so much more when you're struggling than when you're just having success and, and easiness and everything's coming to you um 
whether that's like a, a test in, in high school and then you have to reflect and like actually like figure out what didn't you know and, and learning from that um, or like through stand up, through bombing, like learning how to get better. Uh, and then also just like financially through life, like making shitty decisions and then being like, you know what, I probably shouldn't do that in the future. So um, I feel like I, I learn a lot from mistakes. It's also one of those things of like, I think I could be, I know what I, what I want like to be, I think what I would describe as like a, not a perfect person, but just like having the perfect life. And mm-hmm. so I learned that from mistakes. I rarely put it into practice, but like I, kn- I know the things that I wish I could do every single day and I just like never. Well, what is your perfect life? What is, what is a uh, Tyler day in his perfect life? So there's so many things through like through research and then through, I think that general just like um, fulfillment and, and joy of like reading every single day, getting like a full night's sleep. I wish I, I could, uh, have a life where I just don't set an alarm ever just wake up when you wake up mm-hmm. um, working out getting intense workout in every day um, writing like I wish I could write for like four hours a day um, and then for me like getting to do like four or five sets a night like that would be if I could fit all of that into a single day and I think technically I have the ability to I just have horrible ADD and executive functioning that just doesn't allow me to ever like get started um, well, how far do you get um, I mean, it totally depends. Like there's, there'll be like weeks at a time where I'm like really good. Like I did work out today and I worked out yesterday and well, you those, were coming on this podcast. Exactly. I knew I was, <laughs> I knew I was still like coming on two Jack yeah, pros. I tried to, yeah, little, I tried to, rip. I tried to be a little bit more <laughs> ripped than I was a week ago. Um, I'm trying to get a pump going, I'm about to go on two Jack bros. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got to be the third Jack bro. So, uh, so, um, and then like reading, like I, I struggle. I know like my phone, that's the big you struggle thing. to read. I struggle to just like focus enough to read. I can read. Um, I'm actually not that good at it. I've had like comprehension done. Um, I went to... What's the last book you read? um, The last book I read was over the summer, so not too long ago. It was called The Art of Fielding. Did Um, you read the whole book? I read the whole book. It was over 500 pages. Okay, good for you. Yeah, I don't want to tell you how long it took me to read that though. You said the whole summer. Yeah. (laughs) It was, yeah. It was, yeah, probably three plus months. What was the book about? Um, it was a, a fiction book about this star baseball player who gets the yips. So he starts, he had never had an error in his entire life. He like set the um, division, I guess it was any division, just the NCAA record for, it's it's all made up. But mm-hmm. um, he was a D3 player and he set the record for any NCAA level for an errorless streak. And then he um, has an error and then like his whole life blows up. And then it's interconnected with the president of the college, the president's daughter, his co-captain on the team. Um, and, uh, and then another student, his roommate, it is about failure for the most part. Yes. Every single one of them is failing in, in yeah. some capacity okay. um, and trying to find a way to, so f- to pick themselves up. I was, I was just checking to see how intertwined failure was in his, uh, you know, you, a lot of people who don't read a lot, right. They read very specific things that they're interested in. Right. And that, that revolves around their life. So this was the first like fiction book. And then um, like I've started, I've just started to get into more fiction, just like the stories I think are interesting. I used to used to almost exclusively read nonfiction psychology studies. Um, and just like, it was fascinating to me. I thought like those were so interesting. That's why I'm like, I know what it takes to, to have a good life. I know that I should work out every day. I know that I should, <laughs> um, get a good night's sleep. I know that I should be more creative. Yeah. Yeah. Prepared for it. I know what I literally yeah. have a note in my phone. That's like, it's called like ideal day or something yeah. like that. And it like breaks it down into 24 hours. Like and the like American I, psychological association says, this is a good person. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Not even a good person, but just an like APA good guy. Yeah. Like yeah. healthy and fulfilling pretty much. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so do you have a failure experience that comes to mind when you talk about failure being your your biggest learning tool? Or uh, better yet, this might be a better question. Is there a time that you remember where you weren't so open-minded to failure being a teaching tool? And then the transition that made you okay with that being a teaching tool? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's come around. I think it comes out a lot in sports, especially as someone who grew up just that's pretty much all I did was mm-hmm. was playing sports. But um, in college have uh, s- failures that that still eat away at me um, today where it's like, I wish I'd done. I wish I'd thrown a different pitch. Um, so I played on a, a division three team and we didn't make the playoffs, the conference playoffs any year that I was there. But we were really close twice. And um, there was one year my sophomore year where i gave up a home run in the second to last game of the year um that tied it in the bottom of the seventh inning and then they called it for rain even though it wasn't raining they're just like ah it's unplayable conditions and we were like what the hell are you talking about like it's it's not like we were playing even the other team it wouldn't effective it wouldn't have affected their playoff standings um and so we ended up tying Mm. and the tie that half game dropped us from third in the league to sixth um, cause it was super jumbled and, uh, like that, that failure. And then honestly that one team, um, Muhlenberg college, if I never pitched against them, my ERA would have been a full run lower in college. They just, it was something. Pause. Yeah. Ansley, what does that mean? Um, error. It's something about your, your like, <laughs> errors, number of runs you allow. I don't know. It's, it's not good. You want it. You want it very, well, you, it was lower or higher. I don't know. Yeah. You were on the right path. Yeah. <laughs> I can't make the words e- an ERA. Yes, yes. ERA. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I got the letter. Error, error. error. runs um, amounted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you you got farther away. Uh, the more you tried. Allowed, allowed. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so uh, just explain to Ansley what an ERA is. Yeah, earned runs allowed. So if you average out a baseball game, which is nine innings, what? How many runs do you average giving up? Yeah, Um, and and not to waste too much time on this uh, this segment, but I've never really spoken to someone that has had a home run hit on them. Yeah, and especially in a critical moment. You know, I don't think I've ever had that conversation with the person. Yeah, no. I've never been on the other side of a home run. Yeah, right. Nobody ever interviews the guy that had that, the home that had run to hit give him, it up. Yeah, right. So this is I I, I wouldn't know so much, but I don't want to like again. I don't want to uh, stay on here, but like, what the fuck? Yeah. What so so like? in college, I was I was a pretty good. I was above average um, mm-hmm. player, and um, like I'm still in the top ten of some of the the like the records for the school, but. Um, I gave up four home runs in my entire college career, all of them to the same team. Damn. And it was the school that I had applied to early decision when I was applying and didn't get into. Uh, so like, yeah. Because um, he would have been there. It was early yeah. decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that it was like the worst combination of things. It was the school that I like had wanted to go to. They were always like just a tick better than us. Like they made the playoffs probably three years and we're like, we were always very, we played uh. them very even. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like bombing in a way. Cause when you're a pitcher, you're on an Island. Um, and I have a very like vivid memory of this. Um, it was a one, two count and my best pitch was, was not my changeup. It was a two seam fastball and he called for it and I just floated it in there. It was a little bit too high on the letters. And remember there was like, it was rainy. Um, so it was like kind of moist and wet and everyone's like wearing under armor and, Pulse. um, 
I was very sensual. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was moist and wet sorry. and dripping and glistening, you I'm know. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm not a mature enough person to yeah. hear those words combined in the sentence. Our left fielder was running. His ass was bumping up and down as he was turning, chasing the yeah. ball. Um, so it was very throbby. Yeah. yeah. So, so basically, you, you just turn and you just watch this ball just fly and fly away. And... Um, and then it hit off our scoreboard in, in deep left field. <laughs> it's like a movie home run. I know. It, it was. had like the perfect crack when it hit the ball. It was just like. <laughs> yeah. Well, so metal is more of a ping, a but ping, it was just yeah. like, it was one of those, you turn and you just pray. You're like, I hope the wind knocks this down or something. Cause that yeah. ball was demolished. Um, so who's the first person? Like, what? Who's the first person you make eye contact with after a situation? Oh, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You avoid eye contact. Um, probably the catcher because you got to get the ball back. Or actually, <laughs> either the catcher, either the catcher or the umpire because he has to give the ball to the catcher to then throw it out. Um, um, and in that instance, like I kind of blacked out after that, but. One of them had to make eye contact with me and then throw me the ball, mm. the next ball, to be like, by the way, the inning's not over. you got to keep pitching after that happened. Um, and again, it was a tie, so we still had a chance. The next inning, our, our, or the bottom of the inning, our guy hit a leadoff double. So then we got a great opportunity to just walk it off and go home, and we stranded him on second. And then so you're like, oh, fuck, now it was, it was all me yeah. if I didn't give up that home. If I didn't walk the guy before that and give up the home run. I got the first two outs of the inning. I'm not dwelling on this yeah. at all. Yeah. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not dwelling on this at all. Maybe we shouldn't have let off with this question. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because it was like failure, but like nothing in particular, but it's like yeah. failure. Yeah. <laughs> you, know. you know, because I've been thinking a lot about these questions. But anyway, the playoff drought has continued to this day. I don't have any one moment yeah. in particular. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Tyler, now that we got the thing, fuck, yeah, <laughs> fuck. How would you uh, distill then uh, the experience of learning from failure? Like, what is it that you learned and that you take with you? I mean, I think that there, in that instance, I still had another two years. Like, mm-hmm. I was only a sophomore. Um, and I think I, I'm someone who, like, gets in my own thoughts a lot. So yeah. I went home because we fucking, um, we filmed the games. Yeah. And so I had it access to watch it over and over and you over did. again. Yes. That's part of the reason I know like exact the exact pitch sequence yeah. <laughs> um, that happened. Because not only did I live it in the moment, but then I relived it about eight more times and just almost rewatched it just to to hope that something different would happen. Like maybe <laughs> I don't throw that change up this time oh, around. Man. Maybe I throw the two seam, maybe I throw a slider. Um but I think it's that in in most instances, like with, with stand-up and also with athletics, until one moment, there's always something else to work for. So, like, there's always the next game. There's always the next season. Um, and so just knowing that, like, just because one thing didn't go your way, there's still going to be an opportunity. Like, there's never one set that's going to make or break your career. There's never um, one game or pitch that defines who you are in, in, in totality. So um, it's easier said than done, oh, clearly, because sure. sure. this is... Um, this is uh, eight years later and I'm still yeah. talking about it and still like, ugh, like I feel it a little bit in my, <laughs> in my stomach. Um, but it, it is something when you do actually sit and rationally think it through, it's like, okay, I, I did have two more years. I played well in those. Um, I feel like I left it on, on the field in, in a lot of aspects um, moving forward. And, uh, and once my, my career as, a, as an athlete ended, it sort of, once I started stand up, it like shifted to that. Um, and so I have like a sort of 
coaches and like athletes mindset towards it as someone who's coached a lot of sports um, and obviously played a lot of like it's so much easier telling someone else than it is to yeah. live it yourself. But when like when the teams that I coach, when we lose, it's like, guys, this is not the end of the world. I know you feel like it cause I've been there myself, but um, it's one of those things where it's so much easier to tell it to someone else. But by telling it, it also helps you think it through of like, yeah. Oh, that was a shitty set. I feel like, I feel like I bombed on the show that you had me on at helium. And I was like, fuck, this is like my first show at helium. And I was like pissed about it. And then, you listen back and it's never quite as bad as you think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm also like, that's not, that's not going to define who I am as a, as a comedian and professionally. I'm like deep in David Goggins right now. Cause a mm-hmm. 10 year old son is like enjoying it. And um, like the way, like he's framing everything that it like calluses your mind too. Mm-hmm. So the next obstacle that you're up against, you know, it gives you things to fall back on and be like, I survived this or I've been through this and like, you know, and I'm still standing and I can, I can move. And you like know. the next failure won't sting as much because yeah. you have that that callus that that so, sort of yeah just yeah. repetition of saying something over and over in your head kind of makes it more true when you have the experience mm-hmm. yeah Do you know what I mean like that's so that and again all great stuff thank you for sharing the experience of getting a home run knocked on you yeah. <laughs> well uh, I could tell you all four I remember yeah. them all so <laughs> but uh, so. Uh, now what we're going to do, Tyler, is we're going to open up your chakras from the ground up. The first okay. chakra is the root chakra located in your butthole. Are you okay with that? I am okay with it. Hell yeah. Ansley, All right. let's do this. <laughs> Tyler, how did you learn to overcome fear? Overcome fear. I feel like it's actually kind of similar to to the first question. I feel like there's a couple a couple parts. One is not being super religious has helped me in some ways be like um, less fearful because I don't think there's some larger judgment that that's happening on me and my actions. Um, I think that's freeing in a number of ways um, that I like, I believe it's also kind of dark, but I believe like, this is it, like, this is all there is. So um, you can like let fear paralyze you. But once you kind of sit back and have that reflection, it kind of opens you up of like, I still have this, the rest of my life to, to, you know, um, continue and um, to focus on. I also feel like, um, uh, kind of mistakes um, can can help you kind of learn and bounce back and kind of move forward in in that way of just like thinking um, beyond this one moment and and moving forward with it. Okay, can you remember a time in your life when you were the most scared and like not necessarily like uh, just like any type of like super heightened fear spike in your life? Yeah. Um, I feel like it's been mostly um, through the Phillies funniest tournament, but I always feel like I have a pit like every time I'm performing and at helium. And it's so like in the grand scheme of things, like it's so, so small. Um, There's also been like fears where like, again, I was a huge procrastinator. I was not a big like studier and like doing the work um, in preparation of an event. So there were times where I was going in what felt like blind and you just like, you, you have the sweats and you're just like feel it in your stomach and you're like, I'm, I'm going to fail this. Like this is going to go horribly. Um, and then it, it never, I mean, yes, I failed some tests, but, uh, it's, it never (laughs) is as big a deal as you, as your brain is making it out to be in that moment. Um, whether it's a stand-up set, whether it's a test, whether it's a home run getting knocked off you. Tyler, was there a portion of your life where you were a little bit of a fuck up? Um, I mean, I was never like a, like, like a stay out super late and like just 
kind of go, I was never like a going off the rails, but yeah. I never like did my homework. I never studied. Um, I was just sort of like, a, I was just like fucking on my computer. Like it, I hate like the internet so much yeah. um, and social media. And I would, I would stay up until like 2am every single school night, pretty much. Um, so and you, like, were, you were just a dude. I was just a dude, yeah, but it felt like a fuck up because I went to this like really kind of elite private school where yeah. as a B student, I was like the shitty one um, and everyone else is like trying to get into like Ivy Leagues and so it it felt to me like, oh, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm doing something wrong if everyone else is doing this other thing. Um, Man, you were like a, you were, you were like a um, background actor. In, for these other people yeah, that were, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i would have one line in the sitcom episode of like oh i didn't get a 92 like and that was it and then i just move on whose life were you yeah. in yeah someone else's i'll tell you that yeah that's pretty wild um so okay. never never a huge fuck up though i've been pretty like not even like straight and narrow but just like um i feel like i i I'm not a huge personality, and I feel like it's easy to sort of skate by. You're like in flying under the radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my whole life, you're like, like not. That. You're like a slacker, yeah. but because you're a slacker, you're like, well, I'm not going to make too many waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, and that was like kind of the things that the teachers would even say is they'd be like, you know, he's fun to have in class. He brings a good sense of humor. He knows the answers. He just needs to study more and mm. like focus, basically. And that was just something I wasn't. It didn't feel like capable of. Doing. He's not dumb. He's just an idiot. Yeah, exactly. He's not dumb. He's just putting in no effort whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. So um, now your your fear. You said the your most the, the your biggest fear spike that you can remember was what again? Um, I mean, big probably not the not the biggest fear spike, but like a big performance um, or like going into an exam or test that you were vastly unprepared for. Okay. That's like what I like in my like I can I can still like replicate that feeling, um, which I is I feel like that's the most fear I've felt in that sense. Okay, and so and then you learn to overcome fear, and then what was that again? Just by realizing it doesn't ever it never brings you down. Like yeah. you're never like done for in in life or um, in whether it was school or stand up like there's always something to look forward or to like baseball or yeah baseball <laughs> when you give up home runs and your team misses the playoffs and now here we are uh, eight years later and the playoffs uh, drought streak is still continuing but yeah no one's what? really you started yeah. the curse I didn't start the curse um, I don't think I'm pretty sure the team has never made the conference playoffs but that was our best year we had two all region pitchers both had ERAs which is he started a curse. Yeah. <laughs> he started a curse. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Fear Chakra Unlocked, thank you for sharing. Uh, Ace, keep it moving. Okay. We are to the pelvis chakra. Um, Tyler, this segment we like to call My Bad. It's an opportunity for you to apologize to a person, place, or thing in order to set your karma back to neutral. We just got done doing Tyler's Patreon episode, and boy, was it a good time. Tyler, did you have fun? Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Do you feel like your shadow self was well represented? Well represented, and he's a, a better person than my my actual self. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Pretty sick. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, one dollar gives you all of our exclusive content, which not only includes the counter to this podcast, which we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, where we enlighten our guest shadow self, but also the fight commentary and analysis that we do on AMC's Jiu-Jitsu matches, which are coming. <laughs> they are coming. You can go back and watch the old one, but they're coming. World champion. World champ. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And also check out Tyler's shows, Next in Line Comedy, 
Don't Tell Comedy in its forthcoming podcast, Why Do We Like This and Family Therapy. Now we're going to get back to this episode and find out who or what Tyler has to apologize to. Yeah, I don't know if this is something that a lot of people say, um, but I feel like every single woman (laughs) that I've had any sort of relationship with deserves an apology, mostly for like how it ended, pretty much every single one. Okay, real quick, I just laughed because you were, when you said, uh, I don't know if this is what most people say, my brain was like, my sophomore year baseball team. <laughs> I don't know if everyone says this, but giving up a home run to Muhlenberg. Uh, okay. But your, your dating history. Oh, yeah. yeah big your, time. Your, the whole Rolodex. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, before we get into exactly why, I'm very curious as to what, what, what type of girls do you date? What, what, what is, like when I asked that question, what is the first chick that came to your mind that you dated? What does she look like? Um, she is... Uh, She's probably like five, four. Um, it was the the one who came to mind was my first girlfriend. Um, That's fair. Forever. Um, she's uh, she's got a great body. Got a little bit, little bit of meat. Not like skinny. Um, I'm a boob guy, but uh, most everyone also has an ass. Also, so uh, kind of got it all. You know, yeah. got, got the works. <laughs> that is the most clinical, non clinical way I've ever heard that described. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, I love you, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> but so, uh, big got boobs. Some boobs. Yeah, <laughs> got some <laughs> boobs. boobs. <laughs> They're typically athletic, so they got some ass too, just right. naturally. Um, and uh, this per- girl, what's yeah. the personality like? Um, because, you know, because I don't really judge women by their physical characteristics, Tyler. I'm <laughs> yeah. more of a modern. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what you meant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> um, in a weird, as someone who is a little bit more like docile and introverted myself. I feel like in relationships, I, I'm, I have a little bit more like control in general. Um, so like there, I guess slightly more submissive or, or maybe just like, like I, I'm a little bit more of the decision maker in, in a lot of my relationships okay. in a way that I'm not normally like in you life. You sound like you're really teetering on the boundaries of white guy, Asian girl. No, no. No, I'm not, I'm not saying okay. you are, but you're adjacent. Okay, okay, adjacent. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I find, <laughs> as they're called, white Asians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is, um, that, that is like a, um, what do they call, it's like a gateway brew of like yeah. traits. Yeah, there's, there's also like um, a lot of them, regardless of if they went into it or not, but like at the time, or either in college or in high school, like wanted to be teachers like that's something that i've mm-hmm. noticed um okay. is uh is Dude, a trait are you telling him maybe he should try i don't know are you in a relationship anime i'm yeah. like loving asian women <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like one sick anime is gonna get you and you're like why what am I'm, I'm in on this what yeah. am I? Yeah. <laughs> what, why have i wasted yeah. my time okay so now i match with a lot of teachers on hinge i'll tell you that <laughs> So what is it? What is it that you are apologizing to doing to these nice, sweet ladies that just want to teach? You just—I feel like you just like drift away that, into the. That, you're, not, you're not a scene maker, right? No, I'm definitely not a scene. I'm trying to avoid scenes. Yeah. So like at the end of of relationships, it's wow, that was you fucking nailed that. That was, <laughs> that was incredible. I do. I sort of drift. Um, 
Uh, he is a background actor because like you you never see him in the relationship. You just see them at the point. It's like whatever happened to Tyler? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't talk about him anymore. And then like they go on to like the, yeah. the, the guy, the main guy in the movie. Yeah, I'm the guy. Yeah, in the movie where like you see one scene with him, and then, and it was a flashback. Yeah. And then it's like, well, it's not like your ex. And then boom. And then I'm gone. And then and then you're moving on to into the future. Um. Yeah. There's a lot of like drifting and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like not like ghosting to the extent of just like straight up stopping but just sort of yeah like not giving as much as as maybe i was earlier i feel like um i'm uh, sorry i got a tokyo drift joke yeah. on my head and i was <laughs> like you really go for it there was no way to you're holding it, it in there was no way just, to frame it in a good way with what you were saying but it's like tokyo drift but it was like there. yeah another gateway in the day to nation yeah so i'm just saying <laughs> uh but yeah i'm sorry i apologize and i feel like pretty much uh pretty much with the exception of maybe like one every relationship has ended when i've lost interest Mm -hmm. um and sometimes it just happens kind of suddenly like it's not like anything is really is really wrong i'm just like you know i'm just sort of drifting and losing (laughs) like like not feeling the same way as as earlier um and yeah so there's there's times where it's like um like not ghosting and not it's not just like cut it off immediately i mean we could go like one by one if you're trying to but um (laughs) but it's uh yeah it's sort of just like a i'm there's almost this thing in me of like i think it's subconscious but i almost want them to break up with me because i hate like discomfort like so much and i don't want to have like i don't want anyone to to hate me like in any regard of course all of these have ended up in people disliking me well i'm gonna tell you why tyler (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) you're a gamble to begin with Right? A gamble? Yeah, because you are a charismatic guy, right? You're charming, but then you're also a slacker. Yeah. From a woman's perspective, that is a fucking gamble. It's a huge gamble. Yeah. And then she's like, she gave you a shot, right? And then you guys get together, and she's like, all right, okay, I see how I can this, this, even though he's a slacker, you know what I mean? I can pick up the slack here. And, you know, she's like figuring out how she can maintain a relationship with you. And then like suddenly you just drift away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also think part of it is like, um, I'm, I'm super nice. I think part of that is, that's a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing of like, I don't, you know, I don't view the world in a way of like, you know, relationships have to work like this. So I don't see it as quite as big a deal of like meeting a family as other people do. So like I would like meet people's families and just thought like, oh, this is cool. It's nice to meet new people and like mm. get to know them. And and as yours, I'm like great with parents, like mm-hmm. parents love me until I, I fuck their daughters over. But um, but it's like I'm just I don't think of it as big a deal as I think other people do. So I feel like there's also this disconnect of what people are are putting into it or even the perception of, of where so you are in the relationship. Tyler is saying is that he's so amazing in the relationship mm-hmm. that when he finally drifts away, he's pulling such a great thing <laughs> away from them yeah, yeah. that it's really hard to deal with. Yeah. Right? That's what you're saying. But it's, I think also part of it is I'm not as honest as, I think I'm getting better at it, but not as honest as I should be in the moment of like, if someone is like, you should meet my parents. I'm like, well, let's take a break and maybe talk through like why that is. I know it feels that way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Right. Exactly. The fact that it's gotten to that point is probably too far in a lot of these scenarios. It's like, Oh geez. Ah, this is woo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have a group that I think I need to introduce you to. Um, but anyway, so, uh, so if you've dated Tyler before and you're listening to this, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) 
It's good. Did you feel? Do you feel good getting that off your chest? Yeah, I'm gonna um, send this link to the, all of them after. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll clip it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, just make it easy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely consider that a pelvis chakra unlocked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Ace, keep it moving. All right, Tyler, this is your gut chakra. Okay. How do you move past disappointment either in yourself or your loved ones? Um, I think that uh, for me, I'm a huge, I dwell a lot, as you can probably tell um, from like the baseball stuff and, and, the rela- <laughs> and the relationship stuff too. We were barely even scratching the surface there, but I like relive moments a lot and okay. I think that's not healthy. Um, so what helps me move past things is, is when I'm surrounded by like friends and family, essentially distraction, um, helps me move on. Cause when I'm just sitting alone with my own thoughts, like this is going to sound probably so weird to so many people. And I don't know if I should say it, but, um, I like regret a lot of things in relationships. I've gone back and like reread entire like message threads and like texts and like, um, like DMS of just like, I fucked up here. Let me relive when it was good. Cause I yeah. messed up. Um, and that's not, that's, I don't think that's healthy at all, but, uh, what, and that's what happens when I'm alone with my own thoughts, when I'm just kind of, um, not in the greatest of, Wait, of head spaces. Do you like go back to like the, the old text message thread or do you have screenshots of it? I go, I go back. Okay. I, I do, I do some mad scrolling. That's probably, you could delete those, right? You can't. I've, there's, okay. there've been a number of times where I've reset, um, my my texts with uh, X's and just delete those on my phone. But Facebook, I don't know if you can do that. Um, okay. And so th- those still exist. That's a, that's, a, that's a wild thing to do to yeah. your brain. Yeah, it's so fucked up. I don't. I do not feel good doing it because I just like I'm regretting a lot of things. Because um, I have like no ill will towards any of my exes. Yeah, I, I'm kind of like like I'm hearing this. I'm like kind of glad you're not the main character in your life. <laughs> Because I think it'd be a really dark, it would be a dark comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Like, is there a rom com for like serial killers? <laughs> but I feel like in some way I'm like so, um, just like kind of going with the flow that I've literally thought this before. If any of my exes were to like come back into my life and just be like, "Hey, do you want to like hang out or start hooking up again or go out?" I'd just be like, "Yeah, that sounds cool." Which is probably what got me in the situation like in the first place of like, yeah, we can just do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so that that's totally unhealthy. But when, my friends and family are like the best thing for me. Um, that brings me the most like fulfillment and joy is just being surrounded by them. Um, and so like literally just I, when my friends like from high school, th- those are my closest group of friends. It's there's there's five of us, including me. If we sit in a, like literally we'll go hang out and we'll have these grand plans about we're going to go bowling. We're going to go to like uh, the Sixers game. We won't end up leaving a living room for like eight hours. Mm-hmm. And all we'll do is just talk and crack jokes. Um, and that is like that's super helpful um, just obviously in, in life. But if, if I'm ever like down or in a bad place like that is the most just joy that I totally forget about whatever it was whether whether it was fucking up a set whether it was like doing poorly in front of someone that I wanted to impress um whether it was giving up a home run in the seventh (laughs) inning um against (laughs) Muhlenberg um the people are important I I tend to go inward there like I really I become like a recluse if I'm if I'm sad about something or depressed or whatever um like I like that when I gave up that home run for example hold on a second because there's a second part to this okay okay right I ask everybody this. So you okay. can, if, if you choose to go down this path with this, then yes. If not, I'm sorry for interrupting. Okay. Uh-huh. 
So uh, everybody gets this question, Tyler. This is not crafted for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so is there a time in your life where maybe you did like athletics or performance <laughs> art where you experienced a big disappointment? <laughs> <laughs> I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> okay, so now no, go on with what you were saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like my, they're just sort of uh, um, the people that I feel like understand me at, at my deepest and core. And some, they're also willing to have those deep, intense conversations, which mm. I think is, is also very useful. But they also know that like, if we're just hanging out and literally just talking for hours and hours, that um, that's, that's going to do, just do wonders. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Reaching out and just being with people. People, you know, it, it's people forget how important people are. Yeah. Right? That that's in a lot of psychology books. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surround yourself with people. It Surra- you got elevates it. your like people. serotonin yeah. and yeah. dopamine. I mean, you can see the way people talk to each other on Facebook like with this like really finite way of like the way they insult each other's intelligence and shit and it's like, dude, you're gonna, they're going to be lonely one day. You might need these people yeah. just yeah. to not be lonely. Mm-hmm. The most you depressed know? I've ever been is living alone. Like college was great for me as someone who, who like goes through like spirals inwardly because mm-hmm. you're just always surrounded by people. And I played a sport. So you yeah. like have a group that you live with that you do everything with. Even um, if you don't want to look them in the eye. Even if, yeah. <laughs> even if, I mean, sometimes I would just be there and w- would be avoiding eye contact. But um, also let's, let's acknowledge that the team lost eight games in conference that year. <laughs> so it wasn't just me that fucked yeah, up. Yeah, it's yeah. Fair. It's totally fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally fair. That's to all my former teammates yeah. Yeah, that, totally that all forgot that this even happened. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't forget. This, By the way, that's a gut chakra unlocked. Thank you for sharing. Um, but trust me, they didn't forget. I st- there was an, So I stopped running track and I was doing intramurals, crushing intramurals. And we had this basketball team that made it to the championship game. We had this final play tied game it was like the movie situation and the play was supposed to come to me to shoot a three i'm automatic would have went in right the first person we passed it to who was like our decoy just decides to chuck it up he dude he doesn't even turn and look at the basket first he jumps while he's facing the other way <laughs> turns and shoots it hits the top of the backboard. <laughs> dude it was horrific oh uh, how much time was on the clock it was like five seconds left in the game. Oh, God. That's horrendous. That's yeah. bad. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. I think about that like three times a day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think about it. Like, it pops in my mind once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that was intramural. So, right. your team hates I have, I have a similar situation in intramural. My first year of college, I went to Temple, actually. Yeah. And uh, we had a pretty good <laughs> intramural team. And there was kind of the same thing. There was a play designed for me to get it coming off a screen. And someone just was like... They got they they just got the they got nervous and they're just like yeah. fuck it and they just like launched the ball like fucking clanked it wasn't even close yeah um, and you think about and, that still right right isn't that crazy yeah. that was an yeah. intramural game a decade ago and I can still picture it in my mind your baseball team still thinks about that home run you think <laughs> yeah that home, the one that I gave up yeah, specifically for sure. yeah for sure but we, we lobbied to the commissioner. Because it was a tie, and in, there wasn't even supposed to be ties. It's fucking baseball. He yeah. hit it too hard. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> he, he, he hit our scoreboard, first of all. <laughs> not, that not, should be considered property damage. <laughs> Vandalism. <laughs> not, not the home run, I, uh, yeah. but it was a tie. And we're like, it wasn't even raining. It doesn't affect their, their, them in, in the playoffs. Yeah. Like we, It's two innings. That's all we have left. And he was like, sorry. Who called the, the game? The umps. Like the, the umps? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 
So uh, again, gut chakra unlocked. <laughs> yeah, Ace keeps it moving. All right. <laughs> Tyler with the heart chakra now. Okay, is what? this what you prepared? By the way, is this that you? No, was I did go? not <laughs> expect any of this to happen. <laughs> uh, right. So Ace keeps moving. All right, Tyler, what have you learned from grief? So I'm someone that personally has not experienced a ton of grief. Um, I, uh, in terms of, in ter- it, like, I'm, I'm literally just thinking of like loved ones dying. Gotcha. Um, I mean, not dreams, personal. Yeah. Not dreams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plenty of dreams have, have died. Um, and I don't even think about them that much, so it's, it's fine. Um, but no, I'm thinking like individual people. Um, uh, my dad's mom, my grandma passed away. I was probably like fourth grade. Um, which is like pretty young uh, to fully even comprehend. She also lived down south, so I, would, you know, we'd see her like a couple times a year. She she was like a lovely person, but um, like we didn't even go to a funeral. It was like very small. It was just my dad and his two siblings. So I don't think it ever like fully like really hit us um, that that she was gone. Did they just recast you for the funeral? <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There was a funeral, but they're like, we need a bigger. Let's get Timothy Chalamet for, for this for this role. We need someone that can can cry on command. Um, yeah. So like in terms of like personal people that I know, but there have been um, like that I'm super close to. But I went to a high school where the graduating class was 90, um, and by the time we graduated from college, two of our classmates had passed. Oh wow. Um, and so that at a really young age, one was like the end of freshman year of college. Like we came back to go to a funeral. Like that's how, that's how freshman year ended. Um, and so I feel like, uh, in a, in a way, kind of what I've learned is that, I mean, it's kind of the classic, like life is, is short. Um, but that there is, you never know when it'll be your, your last day. And so from, grieving other people, it sort of made me uh, kind of recognize and, and pursue the things that I want to pursue um, because, you know, this is going to happen to everyone. And as someone who doesn't believe that anything is coming afterwards, um, you can you can grieve and kind of have that that memory. And, and part of it is like in a kind of disgusting way. It's like everyone is your life is so small. Like I loved my grandma and I don't know how often I even think about her. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry because you were like, you know, your life is so small. My grandma didn't mean shit to me. Yeah. But no, you know she I mean? means like, so much to me. Yeah, but you know what but I mean? Like, it was like, how I, many people still think about her to this day? And that was, you know, 20 years, not even 20 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so it's made me kind of like, it's like freeing in that way of like, kind of the impact that you're going to have is less than you would want it to be. So just do the things that, that you want to do and like be, yeah, the, be the person freeing. that you want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in a way, like the other, this, this is it. This is it, Sydney. Yeah. Um, and so just like by grieving someone else, it's like, well, let me, let me do the things that I want to do to live to the fullest. Like, um, I mean, like some people that, that have passed away and, or, or even maybe they didn't and like there's regret there. And so to avoid that regret, just like pursue, I quit my job a couple months ago to like pursue just comedy. Yeah. Um, and that's, if I was probably like more um, like careful of a person, I wouldn't have done something like that. But part of me is just like kind of like a fuck it, fuck it. I'm going to die. Like, let me at yeah. least try to get the enjoyment and, um, and uh, like happiness that I, have found in, in one Avenue that I haven't found in other places. Um, and so it's sort of like from, it's from grief, but also just like recognizing how short life is in a way. 
Okay. Huh. What is what is that uh, that view that you have of this being it? What is what is that branded in? Like, how do people when people are talking about it? What do they call this? Like, because are you, would you be an atheist? Are you agnostic? Are you? I think atheists. <laughs> bummer at parties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're all gonna die. So who really fucking cares? But but I think that's one. That's like a more pessimistic view of like we're all gonna die. Who cares? Mine is like we're all gonna die. Let's fucking live it up while we can. So hedonist. Yeah. Like not a nihilist. More like a hedonist. What's like that's like someone who like overindulges or something. Uh, not overindulges, yeah. but I think you know the the the, pleasures. the finer pleasures. Yeah. In life yeah. Kind yeah. of take precedent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Um, I think I used to call myself an atheist, but the more I think about it, it's like you can't pretend to know for sure. That's what athe- atheists believe. There is no God. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't, I don't believe in a God, but like, I, I don't, I recognize like I'm fucking one guy. I, I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there are things that are like unexplainable. I don't know if it's like, like spiritual. I don't know if it's, God. I don't think God is what the way people make it out to be of like that. He like crafted the world in his image and took a rib from someone. But like, I also, you know, if I think that there's a 25% chance that we're living in a simulation right now, that's sort of God in a way. If someone created this as a simulation, um, which is something that I'm, I'm not sworn off to. Um, and so, yeah, God's <laughs> not real, but we are in a simulation people. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I don't pretend to know. I guess agnostic would probably be it because um, there's some times where I um, feel not even religious, but just sort of spiritual or like, you know, there's there's something bigger than us. But I'm also like, it's I think that this is it. So yeah. like did there's you, no after, even if something is bigger than us. Did you grow up with a with a very like somebody who's fully into religion around you to No, So. Yeah. My dad's side of the family, which we're not as close to, and it's much smaller, is grew up some sort of Christian. I'm not even sure he could tell you, maybe Catholic, um, but they weren't super religious. Um, and my whole mom's family is Jewish, but even going back to like my grandpa, no one has been bar bat mitzvah. So it's it's way more like cultural Judaism, and we yeah. celebrate some holidays, and it's really an excuse to get together with family. Yeah. Um. And so we were not we were not re- raised religious at all. Yeah. And then we went to Quaker school, where basically the whole principle is be a good person and be nice to one another. Yeah. Um. And so we lean way more into that, um, just as like a a principle of like morals than of like, um, this is a religious guiding that you need to follow so no we were like we were almost exclusively raised not religious gotcha okay okay so uh then from grief you learned what was that again that we're all small we're all gonna die and so make the most of it just (laughs) have a good time but it's all it doesn't go into like the like uh, also like sadistic it's not like so just fucking do anything it doesn't matter instead it actually leans way more That's into just like yeah exactly but it, for me it leans way more into like be a good person be nice to everyone you come across because um, it's just you can impact people in, in small ways and you know the people that have massive impacts percentage wise is so small uh, like that you're affecting millions or, or billions of people so instead just impact the people around you by just being a nice like good person okay and also we're gonna die but <laughs> It's uh, that ended very uh, glowingly. (laughs) So so have a good good time and enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, thank you for sharing that. That is a heart chakra unlocked. I think. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Ace, keep moving. All right. This is your throat chakra, Tyler. Um, What is your favorite lie you tell or have told in the past? If you're 
it's still in rotation. You get extra karmic points. Um, I feel like I have two. My favorite lie that I told all through high school um, was to my parents, and it was that I was sleeping at my friend Ben's house. So um, for some reason, I'm the middle child. For some reason, they like were weirdly strict with me. Like if I said I was going to go to a party, they'd be like, who's going to be there? We're going to call the house, check if their parents. And they just didn't do that with any of my siblings. Yeah, um, because you probably didn't make the effort to be a good liar. <laughs> what, when I was younger? Yeah. You so think you were good. Maybe. Well, you I think, think you were good. Dude, and we, like, we talk about this a lot. There's, there's, there's two different types of liars. There's one that thinks he's good. Worst liar ever. If you think you're good, you are a terrible liar. The other one is a little bit of a sociopath because they get off on the goodness of their lie. And here's how you know the difference. If you think you're a good liar, people ask follow-up questions. Okay, that's not good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but eventually I did get to a point where, um, so like younger high school, that's what I'm thinking about. I remember like ninth grade, I was going to go to a party at a friend of, like my mom knew the girl, knew her parents, and I was going to go to a party at her house. And I think it was like, it was only going to be like 15 people. It wasn't even a party. It was more of a hang. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that her parents weren't going to be there. And my mom was like, Are, like I'm going to call to make sure it's okay that you go over. They were like within walking distance. So I was just going to like walk the half a mile to their house. And I was like, no, you are not. And she was like, <laughs> I just want to make sure that it's okay. And like, I'm like, the parents aren't going to be there. So she's going to ruin the, the gathering for everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, no. And that is literally the moment. And I didn't go. I literally stayed home while all my friends went to this this hang. Um, and that was the moment where I was like, I'm just going to start lying um, to my mom about these sorts of things, yeah. uh, mainly like going out in high school and like partying and stuff. So then my two best friends um, still to this day in the world are both named Ben. There's Ben and Ben. And it got to the point where every single weekend I would just go to one of their houses and literally spend the entire weekend. So like 10th grade. I went to one of my friend Ben's and spent every single Friday, Saturday there. Um, and so then my mom just became trusting of their parents. Mm. Um, so then start when you get to like 11th grade, that's when I started like drinking and smoking. Um, I had the perfect excuse, which was going to go to Ben's house. And my mom would just not think anything of it. She'd say, okay. And usually what would happen is we would go to Ben's house and then all of us would then go from there to like the party. But in, um, in 12th grade, when I had that first girlfriend, I had this lie in my back pocket. And so every weekend, her parents were oddly cool with me staying over at mm-hmm. their house and, and sleeping in their daughter's bedroom. Um, but I would just tell my parents I'm going to Ben's. They'd be like, great, we'll see you when you get back. And then I would just go spend the weekend at her house. It was it was amazing. It was As a high schooler, I've yeah. learned since how rare that was yeah. that I could just be like sleep over at my girlfriend's house. And like I'd like be making like breakfast in the morning like with her family as like a <laughs> 17, 18-year-old. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that was like my favorite lie was just always I'm going to Ben's and we're going to have a sleep over there. And she'd be like, what are you going to do? Or no, first it would be, where are you going to go? I'm going to go to Ben's. Who's going to be there? Me, Ben and Ben. What are you guys going to do? We're going to play video games and eat ice cream. She'd be like, OK, have a good time. <laughs> and then we could do whatever we wanted from there. OK. Yeah. Pulling the Ben card. Like yeah. <laughs> the Ben's. There's both. Yeah. Of them. Yeah. 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 At a certain point, it didn't even matter which one. It was just yeah. like, all right, you're going to you're going to go. Um, and then the other lie that I feel like I, it's, I mean, you might say that it's not a lie, but I s- still feel like I'm lying to people when I tell them that I'm a comedian. It still feels like a lie of like, am I a comedian? I mean, I'm doing this thing and I'm, um, making money from it, from like producing shows and performing on them. So it's still in like my deepest of hearts when I, when people ask like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a, I'm a comedian. It still feels like a lie. Why does, why does it feel like a lie? 
I don't know. Maybe it's just like I'm not as uh, like big or successful as I would hope to be. I know I'm like still so I'm an infant ultimately like in in comedy um, having like done it like four yeah. and four and a half years is so you're small. You're small. insignificant. You're going to die. Yeah. And you're going <laughs> to die. Um, but it, yeah. And it just like feels like this, you know, I'd say like I do like two to four paid shows a week. Um, and so when people, but then like if someone asks, like, especially now, like on dating apps, like to hang out, I'm like, oh, I can't every night I'm going to be doing comedy. But if you want to hang out at 11, I'm down for that. Um, <laughs> or if you want to hang out at five in the afternoon, I'm free then. Um, and it, it just like still feels like I'm, I am a comedian. Literally I quit my job to do it, but it still kind of feels like, um, in some ways, like I'm not, and part of that is just, I'm not as funny as I want to be. Like, that's just a, fr a frustration. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm sure do you goes. lie when you say it. Like when, do you like give a look that like suggests that you're kind of a big deal? Do you go like, well, I'm a comedian. No, I say it more of like, I mean, I, I actually do stand up comedy and, uh, I run these two shows in the city and I've actually, uh, today was one of them. And then earlier this week, I've had multiple people who have matched with me on hinge and they said, wait, hold up. Were, were, did you do a don't tell show did you do next in line um that so like people have like they, now i feel i do feel more like a comedian now than say a year a year and a half ago um but it's still it still feels weird to say um that like this this is it this is what i do yeah um like if, it's it's not it's ultimately not a lie and i've noticed the way that people treat me now versus like when i was really brand new is totally different um, of like, no, you're just an open mic. Like you're doing, you have a hobby is what you have. Um, or not even a hobby. You're just trying this thing. Wait, who, are, who are people? Mainly like, I mean, f I guess like both friends and, um, and, and girls like on the, on dating scene. It's like, gotcha. you're, you're really gonna, um, not hang out with me to, to do three open mics until two in the morning when you have a job that requires you to get up at eight in the morning, like mm -hmm. what, and you're getting, and you're losing money doing it. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? And now there is like kind of this, when you see someone do a show, like some of the ones that I'm producing, it, it just, it does seem more real. I think to them, even though inside I'm like, I'm still the same person that I was when I was an open micer. Um, same old G dude. But yeah, they <laughs> yeah. just back in the day when I was an open micer. Yeah. Um, um so it, fe it feels sometimes like it's a lie, even though now the way people react is like if they see me on shows or um, I meet someone after a show or they came to a show or they like recognize me from a show, um, that sort of like helps me realize like, oh, I guess I am more of a comedian than, than it feels like on the inside. Yeah, I, I bring this up on Stoner Dads a lot. Like I think it's funny that there is a cultural aspect for white people, especially if you're just a dude right nothing like, special just yeah a dude. right if you're just a dude if you yeah. don't have like sports or if you're not like a sick gamer like in life like you're not allowed to like have high self-esteem yeah like mm. other people have to kind of like co-sign it first for you to be like for you yeah, to believe it yeah i guess yeah. i am you know like yeah I, you know it's like uh you're just another white dude yeah 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 that's just a it's a really interesting phenomenon wow that's you know? and i think it leads to uh slackerdom Serial killers, school shootings. <laughs> <laughs> the future is bright. <laughs> yeah, I mean, We're I all mean, die Sydney, <laughs> Sydney, life is short. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know what I mean. It's like it's a, it's a yeah, it's an yeah. interesting phenomenon that culturally isn't necessarily how you're led to have self esteem in the black community. Although there are a lot of toxic aspect, aspects to. Uh, black self-esteem that we're not going to get into. It's right, not really right. about that. We'll get into that when I do your podcast. Like, why do we like this? <laughs> <laughs> the but, title is just black people. It's like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> so 
Uh, throat chakra unlocked. Yes. Uh, the first lie was Going the, to the Ben card. The Ben card. And then the second lie was you're a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, come out to my shows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, throat chakra unlocked. Ace, keep it moving. All right, Tyler, we're out of um, the physical into the metaphysical. This is your third eye chakra. So what is something that you've always thought of as separate, but as you've gotten older, you've learned it's really the same? This was probably the question as I was preparing that I struggled the most with. And the thing that I came up with is the whole concept of like work-life balance, I think is kind of a sham and that it's all, that's literally separating your life from something that you spend the majority of your time doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're led to believe that they are these two separate things, but really your, your work and your job, especially when you're following like a passion that you're actually excited about, it is your life. Mm-hmm. I spend 24 seven, like thinking about comedy, whether it's finding a venue, whether it's booking comedians, whether it's negotiating with places, whether it is um, sending booking emails like on my own behalf, whether it's writing material, whether it's performing. Um, and it, it's all, it's my job, but it's also, it is my, it's my life. And even like um, when I worked at various schools, either, either as a teacher or I also worked at a college as an admissions counselor, like that's, that is your life. That, that's a total sham when people are like, you know, try to keep some balance in it. It's like, well, we're here 12 hours a day. So how is this not my, how is 12 hours of my day not my life? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good math. That's good math. <laughs> that is good math. Yeah. You can't argue with that. Yeah. That is, um, I'm pre- that's the first time we had that answer. It is. Yeah. 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 It's a good answer. Yeah. I like it a lot. What do most people say? Oh, most people. That's, that's Did I, am hard. I doing a good job, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Can you validate me right now? <laughs> yeah, it would be hard to say what most people say for that. We get a yeah. lot of different answers. That, that. Is, does, is that one that has the most variation? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, it also that's the one that catches people the most off guard. Yeah. It, it t- people tend to, especially, they can be flying through every other question, and they get to that one, and it's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you like, again, if you looked at the notes that I was kind of thinking through, and basically all I was just writing on drives of like something would come to me um and that's the one where it literally just says work life that's the only thing that i could think of and it was on the drive here tonight uh, so thank god you would have yeah. you would have you thought you caught me slipping but i was ready i like it that you're like you're you're bragging about like preparing for something that people usually <laughs> answer prepare. on the spot yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's again yeah that's part of like the self-esteem thing that was i was like i don't want to i don't want to do a really shitty job i also want to give like real true answers and i feel like without preparation um that i I would have just been like uh fear um i don't know i'm like scared when car rears in front of me i saw an accident like it's just it would be bullshit um i have seen that before (laughs) (laughs) not even recent but just yeah but uh yeah but i mean you know we're also pretty good at kind of like getting people comfortable yeah relaxing i feel great you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you would have been okay, Tyler. Yeah. You would have been okay. <laughs> uh, and that's, it's the overthinking of things. Yeah. Like, no, I, the work-life balance thing, though, I like. I, I agree with you because like, in the, in, when people approach their work and they're like, oh, I'm going to be a slacker at work because I just got to get through these eight hours and then go, like, you can't, I don't think you can separate like your mindset that you bring to work with what you're trying to do afterwards. You no, know? Like, I mean, it's, it's so difficult. Like, it leaks into everything of yeah. whether it's you literally have to do work off the clock yeah. um, when you are living. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or it's just like, 
you spend so much time there and I mean in every place even if I was a little bit of a, of a slacker I was still a good employee and I also like made friends there like I was yeah. I wasn't just like sitting in my office alone except towards the end because I was doing all, all this comedy stuff on my lunch break but besides <laughs> that um uh it's just like the, these are people you spend so much time with yeah. to say that that is different than your life doesn't make that's like de- that's more depressing than um uh, then saying like, yes, I might not enjoy it, but it is, you know, it is my life. This is something I'm spending time doing. Mm-hmm. Man, I was, I was like, uh, you, you just gave me a, I wanted, I'm a little upset that I didn't earlier make a joke about you quiet quitting relationships. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a fair, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a very good comparison. <sighs> Can't win them all. That is kind of what, yeah, <laughs> that is kind of what it, what it feels like though. Of just yeah. like, let me. Let me ease off the gas a little bit and just hands are off the wheel. Let's. Okay. Yeah. Well, third eye shot. What, was that <laughs> Do a you eye? Irish goodbye at parties? Like you just like disappear? Um, I can't. Yeah, I'm normal. I don't want to like, I literally had it happen yeah. yesterday um, where I was like trying to leave an open mic. Actually, it was a show. I was trying to leave a show and there was a big group of like 10 people and I don't know how to just be like, all right, goodbye. So I literally just, just wave. Just like that. I guess you could, yeah. yeah. So I just wave to one person and then they're like, all right, I guess Tyler's leaving and everyone's like, oh, bye. And I, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know you know, how to like insert myself there. No, so. that was good. Um, the other <laughs> thing is when I get super fucked up, that is, I will I, Irish goodbye every single time. Yeah. I will just disappear and people will be like, I hope he's alive. But um, yeah, when I'm like, when I'm in a bat, like when I've had way too much and I'm starting to get like the spins, I will just turn and sometimes to get the experience over quicker i will sprint home from wherever i am yeah. i will run <laughs> i will run drunk literally can't even focus on the world it's just like kind of back and forth and fluttering and then i'm like i'm just so glad i got it over with quicker tyler is a localized drifter yeah. <laughs> in, in everything <laughs> that's what we're learning <laughs> all right Ace, keep it moving. All right, we are to the crown chakra. Last question. So, Tyler, what is one thing you can't give up and why? What is one thing you can't give up and why? And what would giving it up mean? I mean, I think the... Um, I, I wouldn't even say comedy, like stand-up comedy. I would say kind of humor in general. That is like almost like a code that I've lived my life by is just... is either not not just being funny but just trying to infuse every part of my life um with laughter mm-hmm. um i feel like that's where uh that brings me the most um that gives me the most purpose even like when in school like i would raise my hand to say the correct answer but i would fuck it up intentionally to like get a laugh from other people or i'd do like sorts of things like eventually my friend just started like challenging me so like i'd be reading a passage or i'd raise my hand to answer a question and then he'd say like all right your challenge is do a trail off just start talking and then just drift off and just <laughs> trail trail off and then just as you're talking and giving this really intense answer that actually has to do with the thing that you're talking about and the teachers are only a couple of feet away but they actually can't <laughs> and then she'd be like could you repeat that and then i just do it again and then she'd be like all right we're gonna move on from that but um but even Got things em. like that yeah, uh, yeah fucking 
uh, in like third grade, uh, I got in like a, a stocking, like one of those like electroshock things when you shake people's hands mm-hmm. and you had to shake the teacher's hand every day when you left. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I would just like slip that on just for like a, a joke just at the end, just like get a little laugh and then and then leave. These are we- the two weirdest examples I could have given. But, um, <laughs> but just in, in general, like... Um, I was just one time I had yeah. a propeller hat that yeah. I would wear. It fucking rubber killed chicken. in yeah. second grade. But you should have seen everyone like, oh my God, he's flying. Dude, I would have broke your brain. I would have champed it. If, you, if I was your teacher and you would have hit me with that buzzer, I would have just been like... Yeah, yeah, it helped that she was like a 65-year-old woman. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah. But she yeah, would. She would sometimes try to grab me, and we were like right by a staircase, and I would like sprint and like jump. I thought I was like fl- flying. It was probably like four steps Yeah, because I was like eight years old. But I would like jump down and then like sprint to the bus, and she, she never got me. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think like humor in general. Until I came back the next day. Yeah, right. But she would always forget. Like she yeah. would, And I wouldn't do it every day, so yeah. I'd like mix it up enough that she'd never see it coming. By the way... Um, uh, this is third grade. This is third grade. Third grade. Yeah. This was lead character behavior. <laughs> Back in third grade. This is like yeah. Alvin yeah. from Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is like this is lead character behavior. Damn. If only I could go back to third. I could. I could have <laughs> taken a completely different path if I'd. It started in third grade. Um, but yeah, I think just humor in in general is something that I could not live without. Like I was describing how I would stay up super late in high mm. school. What I would do, I would literally be watching with my mom. I would stay up every night to watch Craig Ferguson, um, the late late show on CBS, which starts at twelve thirty, yeah. ends at one thirty, mm. and um, and Letterman was before that, which was my mom's favorite show. And then we'd also bounce back between all of them, um, and that was like. Just like it brought me so much joy to like watch these people that for a living were just like telling jokes. Um, and then so I would like bring that in to, to the, the classroom and to school, whether it was like a lunch table or whether it was on the athletic field. Um, I was not that like intense scream at my teammates kind of person. I was always going to try to diffuse a really tense situation with, with a joke. Um, and, uh, and so that is, I think, something that. I wish when I see people that like don't like humor or don't like laughing, I'm I feel so bad for them and what their life is like. Yeah, those um, chicks suck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, that, those very particular types of chicks suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's um yeah, that's just something that I I could not do with it. I think every single day. I mean, it's easier like when you're a comedian, you're around comedy. But even before that, college, high school, as a kid, every single day I would have a huge belly laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, that was just something that really gave me the most, literally the, like the most purpose as someone who wasn't, um, super focused or even really cared about school. And also as someone who's not religious, like that was the thing. It was like, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to make people happy by making them laugh. Um, and okay. so like trying to, to bring that to people. Uh, so, yeah. So what do you feel like your life would be like without that? Uh, I mean, I think I, you see those people that like they're so focused on like their job or like their career or like just making money in general. And it just looks so boring um, and honestly stressful. Like they're, they're they, they just get caught in this cycle of like, well, you got to get to the next level. You got to make this sale. You got to, you know, sell that thing. And so it's, you don't uh, have any stress in the pursuit of comedy. I have a lot of stress. Do you feel like there are other levels that you want to get to? Yes. Okay. So I'm that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, but I'm like, the, I'm talking about the people that are so serious. Mm-hmm. Like you can't crack a joke, and they, like they don't even understand. Like if you tried to 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 rib them, they would just be like, 
fuck you. Like, what are you talking about? You mean about? me personally? No, but okay, if anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'd, I'd, yeah, yeah. I, can, I, can, I can grab. You think you could? Yeah, this yeah. imaginary guy, the guy that you're creating right now, Yeah, for the purposes of illustrating your point, right. I'd get him. You, you could get him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so, um, I mean, I don't, I think it would be a, such a purposeless life. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't think, I literally don't think I would want to live that. I would just, like if I had the, the self like realization to understand that there was no like humor or laughter or comedy in my life, this is, this is going to go dark. I would probably just kill myself. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that got dark. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, that's when you die. That's when it yeah. all ends, Sydney. Yeah, so. Yeah. Just end it. Think, uh, but yeah, I, I just, I don't. First time we ended one of these on a suicide. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> first time, really? Yeah, oh, first yeah. time. First time. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, that is the end. How do you feel? <laughs> I feel great. This was awesome. awesome. I don't know how you guys. Yeah. I feel like you're, you both feel worse than I do. I, feel, I mean, I'm yeah. good. I've, listened, I feel I've like, been yeah. enlightened so many different ways. Yeah. Like, who's to say I can't be enlightened on a suicide? Yeah. <laughs> you know? This, uh, it's I mean, like, it's, it's, you have the ultimate control over your life with a suicide. Yeah. Just if things ever get so bad and you just get piled on and and you're having you have no humor in your life, all you do every day is you think about giving up that home run and just and all the and all the relationships that you fucked up and it, like that it's it gives me I've literally had a conversation with a brother once where I was like there is some um freedom in understanding that that's an option uh that allows you to just But what if you came back as like you were just haunted. No, by this like, is just this is it for him. This is for this me. Is this is you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there is nothing. Else. I know. Yeah. But. yeah, it's like, dude, that would be a tough one to be wrong on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ended it yourself. And yeah. You have to like kind of deal with that. I mean, yeah. it's the kind of thing that I would never like. I, th I think about it sometimes, but I would never like actually do it. I'm not like suicidal. Yeah, like I yeah. just. You by the way, this op like this episode it. is sponsored yeah. by Big Suicide. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna yeah. say Better Help. <laughs> So uh, we're going to get out of here. But do you have time to stick around for the Patreon? We didn't even ask you. Yes, absolutely. Because we're going to get into the darkness <laughs> yeah, yeah. now. Are you, are you? Do you have time? Like, I mean, do, you have, yeah. do you have the willingness? We will find out. <laughs> okay. And that's $1 gets you in. It gets you all of our exclusive content, which not only includes the counter to this podcast, which we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, but also includes something that we haven't done in a while, but we're going to do soon. Oh, so soon. The analysis and stuff on uh, Ansley's jujitsu competitions, especially she just recently won a world championship. What are we slacking for? What are we tylering for? I don't know. We didn't get this <laughs> shit together. <laughs> and uh, all right, so uh, we're gonna head over to the Patreon. Thank you guys for listening. Tyler has one more pitch at suicide for you guys. Yeah. Is that I was just gonna say that, that that I feel enlightened and I I let it all out. I unlocked my chakras, but I keep that inside when I'm around other people normally. So. I'm a <laughs> I'm a fun hang. Disregard everything I've said on this podcast. I'm a fun hang. I'm a good guy to be around. I don't bring this up often. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Tyler was trying to do the podcast right. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to keep trying to give right hands. Yeah. All right. All right. We're going over to the Patreon. Let's do this. Two Jack Rose. Two Jack Rose.